coming up on Pass the Secret Sauce. We want to build something solid with a good solid base and just continue to progress from there. And, and, you know, hopefully we're still around in 10 years. And, but the funny thing was, is as soon as we started getting going, you know, everybody would ask me, you know, you guys are growing pretty quick. What do you guys, when do you want to stop? You know, cause a lot of folks, you know, they'll make a comfortable living and it's like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. And I would tell everybody world domination, yeah. you know, I'm not going to stop until I haven't got my office in Dubai. And it was, I have no intent in being in Dubai, but I think it's funny to say that, yeah. you know, and, and I'll walk around all the time and if, and just say world domination doesn't happen sitting on the couch, you know, we got to get going, you know, and, and, and just keep things moving. But as far as, you know, what, what that, you know, if there's anything that was really the, the, you know, to your point of, of, of the name of the show, the secret sauce, what we really did, I don't think there's any one thing. I think it was just a matter of, you know, one, every dollar we made, we put it back in the company. And it was, we weren't worried about distributions or dividends or any of that kind of thing. It was always about dollar in dollar, you know, do, dollar back in, you know, and it was, and it was always focused on that. And it was, and then just knowing that you had to morph or have to change continually like this was, this was something that we were learning together. And so it was kind of like listening to what other people, even though they might not be in our same industry, it's amazing the information you can kind of get from someone else. And, and that's already, that's been there and had that same kind of problem. So did a lot of listening, you know, and, and that kind of thing. And I think that really helped us, helped us grow and, 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 and move in the right direction. Welcome to the show. I'm Matt Shields. On Pass the Secret Sauce, we unscramble the life stories, skills, and secrets from the most wicked smart minds and interesting people to uncover their experience and recipes for success that will help you get an edge on your own life. My goal is to help you rein in on the chaos that life throws at us by learning from other high achievers. If you're new to the show, we have episodes with founders, CEOs, investors, and leaders. So if you like to learn and are motivated to improve your life, then kick back and listen to our guests pass their secret sauce. Today on Pass the Secret Sauce, we have Mike Ferran, who is the president and co-founder of Energy One. So Mike's company, Energy One, is in renewable energy. And as everyone knows, I like talking about those those types of topics and those types of things. So Mike didn't disappoint here today. We we talked about obviously, you know, the the different types of renewable energy, the different options and what is right for different situations. But we also talked about his experience with building culture. And they, they are very, very successful. They do very large projects all over the country. And uh, he's continuing to grow that. So we talk about, again, building culture and how important it is and some of the things that he's realized along the way, some of the challenges that he's run into when he was building his company. So really, really insightful uh, information. If you're in construction, if you're thinking about getting into construction, today's episode is certainly one that you're not going to want to miss. I hope you enjoy today's episode of Pass the Secret Sauce. Something that has always perplexed my wife from the first moment that she came over in, in high school and had dinner with my family. Very military, grew up military. So it was conversation was meant to be had before dinner and after dinner, not during. Otherwise, you're going to be left out. So yeah, we, <laughs> it was always interesting. I mean, we were always there. I mean, dinner was a, a, a 
kind of a big thing with the family. It was a chance to kind of get caught up and talk about the day and that kind of thing. But it was, it was definitely, you got after it. <laughs> yeah. So there was no talking though, when, when food was out, right? When that no. was, there, it was, you know, no. every, every shovel yeah. went in. And, and I, I don't think that set me up well for business. So, but thank God my wife helped fine tune me prior to. So yeah, she's definitely been the catalyst for me in, in more ways than one. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. So are you, did you have brothers, sisters, you know, other, other families? Yeah. Yeah. Younger brother, younger sister. Yeah. And yeah, they've all kind of done gone their own. We've we've definitely gone some different directions in life. That's for darn sure. Yeah, um, my yeah. brother stuck with the family motto of sticking with the military, and due to asthma, I wasn't. I didn't qualify. You know, I thought okay. for sure I was going, and then I finally got figured out how to get around it. And I remember telling I had I had asked my wife to marry me a few years out of high school, and told her that we were gonna be in the army, and yeah. she said, "Well, that's interesting because I'm not going to be an army wife." Ah, so, so, so she pulled you away from that. Yeah. Interesting. Yep, yep. Yep. So it's been a, it's been an interesting journey. That's for sure. How, how long have you guys been together? Sounds like you've, you've known each other. Oh my gosh. Time. Yeah. No, uh, I'm yeah. We've, we met in high school. So we are the, we are the non-typical, you know, met in high school, fell in love, you know, yeah. stayed together through everything. And here we are today, you know, four kids, one off to college and, Cool. Um, planning, planning to one day enjoy the retirement side of things. Yeah. So. <laughs> very cool, very cool. So, what, what was your first time that you made a jaunt into you know entrepreneurialism? What was what was that that you know sort of bit you? I don't think there was any one time to be to be realistic. I think what's interesting, what's made made this company and myself successful in in being a part of the team, is just the idea of. You know, I've worked for so many companies along the way and so many individuals that had some amazing talents and did some amazing things, but I always felt like it could be done better. And I was, I was always surprised that they didn't see, I always look at things as like a puzzle to me. And I always thought how easy it was to put some of those puzzle pieces together and how some people just didn't want to do that. Uh, I worked for one company that I thought had so much potential, but they, they wanted to be the smartest person in the room. And that never made sense to me. I yeah. don't want to be the smartest person. I, I, I love to hire just amazingly talented people with, and I, I want to feel like that. I don't even understand what they're saying. Sometimes that's, yeah. that's exciting to me. Intelligence is an amazing thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, couldn't, couldn't agree more. Yeah. It's, it's never a good thing when you're there telling everybody what to do and how to do it. And yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's, that's a recipe for disaster. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what, what, was this the first company that you started or did you have other ones? Typically there's, there's, you know, kind of a, a story or progression, that, you know, gets you to that point. Yeah. So this is, the, this is the first one. Energy One is the first company that I really started from ground up with, with other folks. I mean, it wasn't, this isn't the Mike show, you know, I, I didn't just have this amazing idea, you know, figured out how to come up with a, you know, capital on the side and, and yeah. just boom, there we go. One year later, it was. I was in construction and I had seen a lot of things done with renewable energies and I felt like it just could be done better. And I was always amazed that there wasn't like just one person to come talk to or one expert in the field. And I'm sure there was, it's just, I wasn't seeing it in, in our, in our collective market and having a conversation with, with some folks around here, we decided to put something together and, and we're going to demystify renewable energies and we're doing a great, great job kind of focusing on geothermal in our area and some others but then we quicker quickly realized you can't grow a company just on renewables you need to be able to 
kind of branch out and, and do all those kind of things. And then it, one thing led to another, to another. And, you know, next thing you know, you know, we have an engineering firm that does mechanical, electrical plumbing engineering. And I, I'd say 75% of our projects have nothing to do with renewables, but our clients know, you know, we just kind of bring something different to the table and an expertise that can actually tell them if it, if, when, and where it makes sense, instead of just doing it for the, for the status of doing it. Yeah. And then, you know, and we, and we do that all over the United States, the engineering side, we're actually international now, but on the, on the building side, we just stick to two locations, but and Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and uh, and 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 Bozeman, Montana, and and that's been working out fantastic as well. But it was always, you know, people always ask, well, how, why do you do so many different things? And it was like, well, that's because the market was underserved, and we saw the niche, and we and and our clients asked for it, you know. And one day we're installing heating systems, and the client says, well, why don't you just do our plumbing too? And I'm like, oh, good God, here we go. So yeah. <laughs> why not, you know? And yeah. And, uh, but then, and then you have to get to that point where you start saying, you know, what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. But I think we've done a really good job of kind of putting that together and figuring that out. And then since then it's, you know, I've just had such a wonderful opportunity to meet some amazing people and, and, you know, we connect. And so next thing you know, we kind of start another little side LLC and, you know, next thing you know, you know, it's, it's, I, it's tough to remember all the ones that I have, you know, yeah. when it comes tax time, it's like, Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that little one. And yeah, you know, it's kind of neat. Cause I, it, it actually kind of spread to my kids too. So my two oldest, I always thought, man, where would I be today? You know, I'm 47 today. Where would I be today? Had I known some of the things that I know now, or just yeah. had the opportunity, you know, it's not that my parents didn't do a good job. They just did, they didn't know, you yeah, know, nobody, different. nobody yeah. knew. So yeah, I, uh, my, my, my oldest wanted to get a job when she was 15. And I said, well, why don't you just clean some of the offices that we have? And she goes, oh yeah, that'll be easy. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You need to start your own company. Here's, here's how to, I'm going to all help you get started. But so her and, 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 and my son, you know, at the age of what, 15 and 13 started their own company called That's cleaning amazing. clan because he played clash of oh. clans and he thought, oh, that sounds cool. Right. Yeah. And, but I was like, well, you know, you got to get your own product. You got to advertise, you got to do all these things. You got to work with the accountant, you know, and, but it's, it's been really cool. And my, you know, my daughter didn't run with it yet, but, but my son, you know, he started, got really involved in some entrepreneur clubs in high school and stuff like that. So it was pretty neat. And now it's him and my, my next daughter, and then I'll kind of transition down. So it's just kind of neat to see them get that bug and, you know, that. that, that thirst for it and go yeah. out and get it themselves. Is, is, so is cleaning clan still, still a thing or? Oh, heck yeah. 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 And, and we got age. the youngest, she's yeah. only 14. So we got, you know, and the, yeah, they, they got to keep that moving. So yeah. that's awesome. That is cool. That is very cool. So what's, what were some of the things that you saw sort of missing in the market? Was it, was it just that there wasn't a uh, you know, a go-to person that, you know, was a plumber, was a renewable energy person, was a HVAC company. Was I think that started it, Matt. I think that really started it. But the, but the real thing is, so we have these company-wide meetings and I always like to ask, you know, the, fir, the, the, usually the newer employees, you know, the new family members, if you will. And I'll ask them, what do we do? And we have seven different legs under the table. So you'll always hear, oh, we do engineering. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we install plumbing. Oh, oh, and, and we do Tesla power walls. And oh, yeah, and it's like, no, that's a byproduct. That's, that's what we, customer service. We yeah. do customer service. 
And if you can go into those, those areas and, and with that mentality, you can, you know, you can always do the work. You can always find somebody that can turn a wrench. You can find somebody that can draw something on a piece of paper, but that's what really differentiates, differentiates us from so many others. And then it's just having, you know, the next step is having the right people. And I think for us to get the right people, it's been a really long process, but I'm always playing the long game and thinking about it. And what we do is when we start these new divisions, we just go top heavy rather quickly. So we get really skilled individuals that are working together and then getting really top heavy in that regard and then start bringing in the young folks and training them up and getting them ready. Um, yeah. And that's how we, we get these going. And so like our engineering department, you know, you talk to most, you know, uh, a lot of people in the field and they're excited by hiring like one or two people every now and again. I mean, we literally just had a meeting where we're hiring 14 more people over the next three months. Yeah. And it's the biggest question there is how do you do that and keep your culture, you know, yeah. and, and it's just making sure you're hiring from the right pipelines. You yeah. Know? And what, what are some of the things that you found to keep that, like you said, hiring from the right pipelines, you know, is that like you're, you have your own development outreach that you're reaching out in the community or yep. like how do you, how do you go about? Yeah. So we do a couple of things. Like one, I, I know people that are already out there and it might not be the right time, but we'll keep those conversations and I'll keep that networking back and forth to make sure they know that I'm still interested and maybe, you know, maybe later down the road. But like on the engineering side, that's probably the one that's really taking place. Like we worked with the university quite a bit. We, we met with a lot of different universities and we found the one, the local one, surprisingly enough, was the one that actually br brought some of the most magnificent individuals to the table and really did a good job um, training the, these, these kids through their program. And, you know, we went to quite a few others to see yeah. what kind of worked for our specialty. And then, and then, so then we actually took one of our senior engineers and, and had her start teaching a Revit class is what it's called, or BIM modeling to kind of teach some of these kids more so of what we do in the world. And, and then what was great is, is just our brand focusing on a brand so, so strongly that we find that, especially in the younger generations, they're really interested in working for us because we do make a difference in the world, you know, yeah. Yeah. even if we're working on. You know, we do a lot of luxury homes, a lot of high-end homes, and that's probably, you know, more than half our, our, our workload, really. And, but in that market, you know, to have that opportunity to be there and help them guide their house to net neutrality, you know, is, yeah. is a fantastic opportunity. It doesn't always work, you know, and, but on the same note, we, we still make a difference. And so yeah. it, it makes you feel good. Not only do you, you know, get to work for some great clients and do some great projects, but you also get to make a difference at the same time, no matter what level that is, you know? Yeah, I can imagine. Jackson Hole is one of my favorite cities. I, I, I'm, I'm a big skier. We went to Jackson Hole last year, I think. Yeah. It was last year. Beautiful, awesome. beautiful, beautiful area. Love, love it. Love it. Yeah, area. I was just there. Uh, I just I just got back to Bozeman last night from there. So, yeah, I, I like to spend time there as well. It's, I mean, it's just a fantastic area. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So what, what are some of the things that you've learned when you're building the culture? Like you said, you have this big mass influx of people that are coming in. How do you control that? How do you make sure that, you know, there isn't a, you know, a bad grape that's going to you know, spoil what, what you've already. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just lessons learned. Right. So, I mean, you know, I had kind of an eclectic background of, of places I've worked and so I've learned some great things from each one of those, or I've tried at least, I've tried to soak some of it up. 
And one of the things that I found that was fascinating is I, I worked at Sam's Club as a kid changing tires. And something I learned there that was amazing was they had a three-step interview process. Mm-hmm. They had three interviews, three separate groups, and each group had to go in there and find out, is this individual the right fit? And so you're looking for those red flags. Yeah. You know, a resume, that, that's just gets you in the door, right? I mean, as an engineer, we want you to have over a 3.0, you know, and, and done something in the community and, and kind of fit with us. And then that's, that's just gets you in the front door. The next part is, you know, I don't, you've already proved that you can engineer. I want to know who you are. I want to know, do you, do you, is this the right place for you? You know, it's just, and I like to be really, really upfront with people, you know, no matter what the position is, if somebody comes in and says, Hey, you know, I want to be, you know, I want to, I want to install hydronics and I think I can do a great job. And, and I know what that position entails to start with. I'll tell them that's great. But the first six months, you're going to be behind a shovel and you need to accept that and understand it. Yeah. I just yeah. find if you have those conversations up front and early, it works out great. And I, you know, I, I've tried to learn a lot from other CEOs and, and operators out there and, and entrepreneurs and, and I think, you know, you just try to listen to what they have to say and kind of soak up what works for us. Mm-hmm. And, but I think it really starts from the very beginning. When Leo and I started this company, you know, before we had two cents to rub together, we we're sitting in the public library at the whiteboard, the free whiteboard, if you will, yeah. right? And coming up with these great ideas and we were going to take over the world. But the number one thing was we wanted to be the Google of Montana. And we just wanted to be that company where people wanted to be here. And it wasn't about, neither one of us wanted the new boat. We didn't want the new anything. We wanted, you know, if we can make a dollar, we wanted to spread that dollar, you know, among everyone else and in the community. And that was very important to us. And we needed to find people like that. And it goes to like, when we're doing our hiring process, you know, I tell people, you know, once you're a salaried individual, you know, and you have that opportunity to be salaried, we're going to pay you based on a 45 hour work week. I don't want you here 45 hours. I want you to be here between 40 and 42 and a half, but that two and a half needs to be somewhere in the community uh, back somewhere. I don't want you to punch in. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to sit down and talk. I don't want to report nothing. I just want you to know that that's my expectation of you. And yeah. then when we come back to review time, then we sit down and have these conversations. I say, well, what'd you do this year? Where were, where were you? And I, I don't care. It can be coaching T-ball, softball, working yeah. in the church, you know, anything, any community outreach is just fantastic. So, and Matt, I apologize. I'm such a tangent guy. So I'm no, no, gonna, no, I love it. I love it. Every direction. So no, I love it. So, so where do you think that that, that personal drive of yours came from where, you know, you want to give back, like you said, when you're setting this up with your free whiteboard, you know, you're mapping this yeah. all out and you wanted to be able to give everything back. You're, you're trying to sort of instill that on in your, in your uh, employee base as well, where you want them to contribute back. Where do you, where do you think that came from? it was definitely the way I was raised. My parents, you know, my dad was raised, he was, you know, grew up super poor and, and work. And, and so he joined the military and back when it was a little tougher to make a career out of it at those, uh, you know, in those days. And so he was always working multiple jobs and just doing everything he could to, you know, put food on the table and get us, get us, you know, some of the, uh, a, a good life, if you will. And, and he worked just extremely hard doing it, but yet on the same note, after we'd finished dinner or, or before we'd do dinner on Thanksgiving, we'd go do meals on wheels, you know, all day. We we're always active, you know, in, in church and different things like that. And, and it was just, it was a big deal to make sure you're giving back, even though, you know, there were times where we didn't have anything to give, but we did have our time, you know, yeah. and that meant something and that meant something to somebody. And, and to see the reaction from people, we thought was fantastic. And so, 
you know, and then so when when Leo and I first started talking about this company, it was equally as important to him, you know, and it was it, we were both raised in a lot of the same ways. You know, I always jokingly say that, you know, I was raised public school and he was private school, but we had the same that that the the same morals, the same moral yeah. compass and the same ethics we believe yeah. in. So no, that's absolutely. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. And, and that can be incredibly powerful when you get a group of people with that same kind of mindset, you know. Oh, yeah. Laser focus. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So what are some of the, the specialties would you say that you guys you have? You know, you, you, you mentioned some of them, but even even like renewable energy, you know, is that solar, wind? You mentioned yeah, geothermal. Absolutely. I mean, all, all the above, right? Go ahead and just take the checklist and yes, 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 yeah. yes. But what I find is because we are, you know, one of the things with, with our engineering team, we, we took a long, hard look at that in the very beginning. So, I mean, this is 12 years ago and we're, you know, we had a couple old school engineers. And one thing I'd say about engineering is, Hey, this is the way we were taught is the mentality. So this is what we're going to do. And it, it just, it always baffled me. It's like, why aren't you taking chances? Why aren't you pushing the edge where, you know, push the envelope. And it just amazed me. So we found that by what we did is we actually started out with younger engineers. We kind of circumvented that whole process. And, and that way we could not have that tried and true mentality of, well, this is, you know, a, a, a forced air furnace is that's how we always do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and so we always believed in being on the cutting edge of technology, but not on the bleeding edge. But what was really interesting is we were so fortunate because we worked with the university and kind of portrayed that, and especially in our area in Montana, you know, I mean, it's, it's definitely not as, as liberal with those kind of things with renewable energies as it, as it, as it could be in other areas, of course. So we were really on the forefront in a, in a lot of ways. And I think just because of the drive that Leo and I had at all times, we were able to get ourselves in front of some, some folks that a lot of people didn't. And next thing you know, we're working with the university on a house that we were doing, you know, I mean, I would call it bleeding edge technology. I mean, we were so far ahead of the curve on some of the stuff. We were, we had the opportunity to work with Aon and work with their engineering team. And, you know, and it was just, it was amazing. I was talking to this guy from India that I couldn't even understand his intelligence level. He was so brilliant, yeah. and, you know, and it was, but we got to do some really cool things. We did the 14th helical peel here, you know, in the, in the, in North America, you know, and, and because we was with the university, we got to test the whole thing on it, on, on all kinds of different ways. And so it gave us a great uh, breadth of knowledge, you know, to be able to pass on. So it really put us ahead of the curve of a lot of other folks. And since then, you know, it's, I jokingly say there's, you know, they see other companies trying to, what's a, what, what do they say? The best form of flattery is mimicry. Yeah. So you see other companies trying to say and do some of the things we do, which is fantastic. So, you know, it's like Elon Musk, you know, I, I'm not comparing myself to Elon Musk. Yeah. Trust me, I'm not doing that, but, but, you know, him with the electrical cars, you know, he didn't want to be the only electrical car company out there. He just wanted yeah. to move, move the needle. And right. I think we've kind of moved the needle here, you know, so it's been pretty neat. That's very cool. That's very cool. So you mentioned, you know, technology and whatnot, you know, obviously the implementation that you guys are putting out into the world, all the different projects and all of that, I'm sure there's, you know, quite a technology level to all of that. Have you found technology being integrated into your company as well? Are you, are you big on, you know, sort of systematizing things and, and I think, I think as a company, we are as a person, I'm not, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. It's like, you know, my son can build computers standing on his head. And then there's me, you know, I'm just like, I, I went 
nine months with my laptop not being able to print PDFs just because I did. And finally, I went to the RIT guy and I'm like, hey, how do I fix this? And it, it became this ongoing joke, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I love technology. I think it's phenomenal. I love in, incorporating it, but I'm just, I'm not your guy to go ahead and be the one to actually do the implementation. Yeah, yeah. Just show me how it works and I'll be excited about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so how did you, how did you grow your company? You, you mentioned that you were, you know, tied into a, a college or maybe a few different colleges, but yep. what, what types of things did you do when you were first starting out to you know, get the word out that you guys were different and you were doing things differently? Any, any insights or anything there? Yeah, I think first and foremost, you know, it, you have to have the right team and you have to have, you know, the right, the right thought process before you even start from day one. You know, Leo and I sat there and we said, look, we're not, we're not trying to, we're not out there to get rich quick. We're not doing any of that. We want to, we want to build something solid with a good solid base and just continue to progress from there. And, and, you know, hopefully we're still around in 10 years. And, but the funny thing was, is as soon as we started getting going, you know, everybody would ask me, you know, you guys are growing pretty quick. What do you guys, when do you want to stop? You know, cause a lot of folks, you know, they'll make a comfortable living and it's like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. And I would tell everybody world domination. Virtus Technology is a custom business software solution provider. Are you tired of manual entry into an old system that creates more work than it helps? Does your company suffer from constant pain and frustration around its business processes? Do you spend a lot of time and money trying to hunt information down or figure out what is happening in your business? Virtus Technology can help solve all of this. We evaluate your current processes and then create custom software or mobile apps to automate and streamline your business process, eliminating a lot of those pains and frustrations. Unlike other systems, our goal is to digitize your current processes and systems so that your staff's learning curve is very small. If you're ready to take your business operations to the next level, give Virtus Technology a call today. You know, I'm not going to stop until I haven't got my office in Dubai. And it was, I have no intent in being in Dubai, but I think it's funny to say that, yeah. you know, and, and I'll walk around all the time and if, and just say world domination doesn't happen sitting on the couch, you know, we got to get going, you know, and, and, and just keep things moving. But as far as, you know, what, what that, you know, if there's anything that was really the, the, you know, to your point of, of, of the name of the show, the secret sauce, what we really did, I don't think there's any one thing. I think it was just a matter of, you know, one, every dollar we made, we put it back in the company. And it was, we weren't worried about distributions or dividends or any of that kind of thing. It was always about dollar in dollar, you know, do dollar back in, you know, and it was, and it was always focused on that. And it was, and then just knowing that you had to morph or have to change continually, like this was, this was something that we were learning together. And so it was kind of like listening to what other people, even though they might not be in our same industry, it's amazing the information you can kind of get from someone else. And, and that's already, that's been there and had that same kind of problem. So did a lot of listening, you know, and, and that kind of thing. And I think that really helped us, helped us grow and, 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 and move in the right direction. But I, you know, it was, I think just the customer service putting, you know, if you think about an engineer, what's, what's the thing you think about when you think of an engineer, right? Yeah. Building something or, you know, yeah. I mean, the, the joke is, you know, turn the lights off, hand them a Mountain Dew and it's fine. Right. Yeah. No personality. Every one of our engineers has a personality and, and they're, and, 
you know, and if you look at the average engineering firm in the average industry, I mean, women in, in, in industry are maybe 5%, maybe 10%. You know, we have like 45% of our engineers are, are, are women. I mean, we're, we're, it's just, and, and I, I just say that because it, we're just a different beast altogether, right? And it's just, I think, again, it goes back to that, that culture mentality and, and kind of what we're trying to do here. No, that's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. And I, I couldn't believe, or I couldn't agree more as I've gotten older, I've realized how important culture is. You know, when I first started out, it was, you know, whoever wants to come along, you know, could come along, but, yeah. but you know, it, it, you're absolutely right. You know, getting that, that right type of mindset. And it's cool that you, you sort of started off, it sounds like with that mindset and absolutely, maybe, maybe you didn't even realize you were doing it, but if you, if you did realize kudos to you, if you didn't great job. So well, I, we, we did. And, but it was, but it was super difficult, super difficult. Cause yeah. it was, it was so easy. You know, you put in, you put your ad out, however you do that with Craigslist or the paper or whatever, indeed, whatever you put that out and you get, you know, hundred responses and the top five are just on paper phenomenal. And you know, if you brought them in, they're going to crunch, they're going to get it done. They're going to do whatever you're looking for and do probably do a really good job work-wise, but we, we we're always going for that extra something special, you know, we don't want to just deliver a set of prints to you and, and yeah, your system's going to work and high five and we're out, or we don't want to just do some quick install and be done. You know, I love the fact that when our clients go to a job site, they enjoy talking to, you know, our, our employees and yeah. it's, and we don't have, we, everyone we have, we can put out in front of an, uh, a client and have a conversation. And it's just, I think it's fantastic. You know, yeah. it's, yeah, it's been, we've been pretty fortunate, pretty darn yeah. fortunate. Hasn't been easy, but it's been pretty fortunate. No, I, yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing is, like you said, you can you can find people to to fill the role, but but yeah. uh, you know, being able to have that well-rounded person that you can place in front of somebody else, that's that's the yeah, part. you know, that that is the difficult part, especially with engineers. So yeah, uh, so so what's next for you guys? What what other things do you guys have on the? Uh, you know, in your sites, are you looking well, to get still world domination, but we're so we've just opened an office in Las Cruces. We're now in the process of looking at an office in Florida, which we've taken on a couple of very large projects down there. And we're just kind of trying to figure that, that, that part out. And we actually went through, and this was something we decided to do in day one, which is kind of interesting. And it's taken us five years to do it, but and, and we are going through an employee ownership program. So true ownership, we're focusing on kind of getting some key employees. We now, we went from an ownership group of four to 40, you know, overnight. And that was kind of surprising and it has its own challenges, but all yeah. good. And uh, yeah, so we're kind of in that process of, you know, so we, again, we've always felt that, you know, if anybody's going to come in here and give their you know, heart and soul to, to make this world a little bit better, like we wanted to, then they should get a piece of that too, and have a part yeah. of it, you know? Well, that's cool. That's cool. Now, how, how does that work for you guys? Do they, do they buy in or is it so many years of service and they're eligible? To yeah, so we're, we, it was interesting. So we met with the lawyers, right? Yeah. <laughs> and we yeah. did that for like a year and we kept getting told, oh, that's, that's, that's not how you should do it. This should be, you know, like phantom stock and all these other things. And I just, I kept looking at that. I'm like, but yeah, but that's not really ownership. That's yeah. just, yeah. I, I don't even understand it. It's fake stock. It, you know, everything kept being, it just seemed fake. And then, you know, and then ESOP and they had, there's so many different opportunities to do it. And I think ESOP's great in certain cases, but for us, 
I thought, well, why would I pay that, you know, outside accountants just to make sure we're doing the right thing when we're have an open book policy anyway, and everybody sees everything. So there's yeah. nothing to hide, you know, everybody knows everything here. And so we decided to do true ownership. And so we basically, we did a large bonus, uh, uh, not this Christmas, but the Christmas prior or just after the Christmas, it was a year end bonus. And we just asked everybody, Hey, we have, we've had the company evaluated three different ways. We picked the middle one. This is what it's worth. This is what a unit's worth. You can take your money or you can purchase it. What do you want to do? Yeah. And yeah. overwhelmingly, you know, we had like probably a 94% buy-in rate wow. uh, and it, I had so much fun with it that we were like, okay, let's do it again. So we did it again this past holiday or the past uh, year end as well, last February. So yeah, we did it again. And so we'll probably just continue to do that for a little bit and give them that, that opportunity. And so, and a lot of people have asked to bring in their own money and I'll tell you what, that made me so nervous because I, I still remember the first time. Or about uh, bringing in outside uh, investment. Yeah, so yeah. you know they're like, oh, I have I have outside capital. I'd love to per I'd love to buy some shares. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's one thing for me to give you money, that was a bonus. But now I'm taking hard-earned money that you had socked yeah. away somewhere, and oh, it just yeah, it made me it you know, it, it probably it's funny. It made me just as nervous as I remember when we had our first employee, and I realized every decision that I make now affects another family. Yeah. Yeah. And it scared the hell out of me, you know? That, that's interesting. I, I think, I don't think a lot of people realize that a lot of, I don't think that that, that sort of get, gets passed over that, you know, all of your decisions, all of the things that you're doing are impacting, you know, all of your employees, all the people that are oh. underneath you. And, and I, I think that a lot of people just don't necessarily focus on that or concentrate. On I that. think about it every single day. Yeah. Like I'm blessed to have the opportunity I'm blessed that they, that they believe in me still, but it's still, oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 It can, yeah. it can, it, it can scare you a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, it, it's a, it's a cool feeling though. It's, that's good. That's good. So what, what are the, um, what would you say is your ideal client? Like what, what you mentioned that, you know, large homes and that are is, yeah. you know, kind of one of the big things, but uh, who would you say your ideal client would be? My ideal client would be somebody that, you know, wants to, wants to make a difference, you know? I mean, I love the fact that we have this opportunity to do these large, beautiful homes and, and, you know, in these amazing places, you know, we do a lot of work on the islands. We, you know, Aspen, Colorado, you know, Big Sky, Montana, you know, Jackson Hole, Sun Valley, you know, doing a lot of work in California now on the coast, West Palm Beach, you know, anyways, just these fantastic homes, and I mean, the home's going to be there and it's, it's, it, 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 it has a, it has a carrying cost or, you know, for energy and for them to be able to come to us and say, Hey, is there something we can do here? That's just a little bit out of the ordinary or something we can do that helps kind of reduce, you know, the, and I don't like to use the word carbon footprint and that kind of stuff, but you know, it, but, it, but it's true, you know, yeah, it, yeah. be able to kind of reduce our impact and, and, you know, it can go for multiple ways. Sometimes it's just looking at it to say, hey, how, how can the carrying cost of the home be reduced? But also it's how can the footprint be reduced, you know? And so to have that opportunity and have a client that's open-minded to look at some of those things, I think it's fantastic. And then some of our clientele, honestly, because we're so fortunate for some of the clients we get to work with, actually bring ideas to, to our table too. I mean, they're so brilliant and you know, uh, we have one client right now that is so brilliant and it's, 
goes, Hey, have you thought about controlling things in this manner? And it gets so far over my head. I'm like, hold on, I got to go get our controls guy because this sounds fascinating. And I want, <laughs> I would love to yeah. know more. And, you know, and, and yeah, it's, I mean, that's been, that's been a blast. We we're, you know, I can't say names, but we had a great opportunity to work with a client that actually we helped and I want to be careful saying helped, but we we gave our input for like the Nest thermostat for generation three on how it can work with radiant heat and and geothermal and just having that we had some great back and forth conversations. But to think that we had just that minuscule part in helping them that achieve something that can go worldwide that was yeah. so cool, so yeah. cool. That is very very cool. Yeah, it's amazing when you when you get involved in projects like that. I've I've done a little bit with uh, with Nest, sort of on the retail side of things, so a little, a little different. But uh, yeah, we we actually so so all of these consumer products, you know, they're they're built for the consumer, not necessarily be displayed in uh, in retail. So we've reverse engineered, you know, some products to go to work in retail on, on my technology side of the, the company. Yeah. But, but yeah, really really cool when you can get involved in in projects like that. So oh, really absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, this is this has been great. If if people wanted to reach out, learn more about your company, what would be the best way to do that? Uh, probably just off our website. It's probably the easiest. Just energy energy onenet Beautiful, beautiful, excellent. Well, this has been great, Mike. I certainly appreciate the time, and uh, you know, I love I love the message. I love you know what you're doing with the whole culture building. You know, building the. Uh, you know, giving back, I guess you can say, you know, in that mentality, you know, throughout your, you know, throughout your, just try to say, do the right thing. You yeah. Know? Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. That's uh, you know, kudos to you. And again, I kind of stumbled into that. So I'm glad that you, uh, you know, sort of had that foresight when you were, when you were building this to, to go that direction initially. So yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Excellent. Well, I appreciate it, Mike. All right. Thanks, Matt. Take care. Thanks for listening. And remember, Pass the secret sauce.